0: Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm joined by Gabe Green, a UFC welterweight, fresh off his victory at UFC Vegas 53. How's everything going today, man?
1: I uh, mean, it's a good Sunday. Uh, thanks for
0: having me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it's a good Sunday coming off a win a few weeks back, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, it's. You they say you're only as good as your last bite and stuff. That like, it. it, it I don't really bask in it too much, you know, I won. And then it was kind of just like right back to training. So, I mean, it it doesn't feel super special anymore. It was special for like that weekend. And then it was like, all right, let's go get another one.
0: I think it's definitely a good mentality to have in this sport.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can't just be focused on, you know, your last win too much. You know, the guys are, especially if you win, the guys are going to be like, all right, train harder for you. We'll try to knock you down. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. When and they
1: get back? Get back in there.
0: So one thing we like to do on this show for every guest is we kind of like to ask them when they got their start in combat sports, not necessarily mixed martial arts. Can you talk a little bit about when that first interest struck you?
1: Uh, I've always been interested in uh, just martial arts in general. I never got to um, participate in them as uh, a kid, you know. Uh, so it wasn't until I was in college. I had uh, I, I was over eighteen, so I could signed the waiver myself. I was uh, And I had a a job so I could pay for it. And then, you know, walked right into an MMA gym and it was a wrap from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, So let me ask you, it says here, if I'm reading correctly, that it took you two months from when you first got started to having your first amateur bout. First off, is that true? And secondly, how is that possible?
1: (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, I walked in there. I was there for a month, did a jiu-jitsu tournament, got gold at the jiu-jitsu tournament. A month after that, my coach was like, you know, or really like right after that, he was like, fight. I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, <laughs> why not? I'm already in here sparring anyways. And um, I don't know. I guess I'm just, uh, you know, gifted, I'm good at it. You know? Yeah. So it just.
0: Picked it up quick. Just took off.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I was, I got in a couple of fights when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, beat some guys who were beating up everyone else. So like, yeah, I just kind of got an act for it, I guess.
0: So how long have you been at CMMA and if so, how has the experience been there?
1: Uh, CMMA, I trained with them a lot for just this camp um, before this camp. It was, uh, I sparred with just um, Ozzie Diaz, one of their um, good up and coming guys. He's actually got a fight in the contender series coming up. He's the LFA champ currently. Um, I used him to help get ready for Phil Rowe. I sp- I just uh, sparred with him four times and uh, right before the row fight, uh, just because Rose, a giant man, Phil Rose, huge. And Ozzy's, you know, just as big, um, but fights at 185. So, like, just, you know, actually way bigger. And I was just using him to get the hang of fighting someone who just has like a dramatic reach advantage on me. Uh, but yeah, you know, I used, used Ozzy, met uh, really, I, I've hadn't seen um, Chad George, who's the head coach over there. Um, in the local circuit and local scene and stuff so I knew of him and we've talked and passing and stuff like that but being over there for uh using Ozzy for the Phil Rowe fight a couple times the first time I really you know like talked to talked to George and I just liked the vibe of the gym um like the guys there so then I used them to get ready for this camp uh this last camp and uh I definitely plan on continuing to go there
0: so obviously you were undefeated, right, in your your amateur career. Was there like a specific moment in time where you were, or a specific fight, even when you were like, "All right, I think I'm ready to be a pro now. I think I'm ready to do this on a professional level."
1: Um, I mean, I was just kind of running through everybody, and then um, after that last fight, <clears throat> I knocked the dude out, and uh, my coach was trying to first he asked me, "He's like, do you want to, you know, go down a weight class?" Because I did all my amateurs at 170 and he's like do you want to go to 155 but amateurs the same day weigh-ins and i was like no i don't want to dehydrate and fight at 155 and he was like all right because i was like he couldn't really find anyone to fight me and he was like well maybe if you had the 155 belt we can find someone to fight you because um, i had the 170 belt as an amateur okay. and uh Yeah, there was no one who really wanted to fight me at 170, and I was like, I don't want to cut to 155 for same day.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, man. How do you – yeah, you go in like a skeleton to a fight.
1: Yeah, so I was like, that's not going to happen. He was like, yeah, I figured as much so. He's like, pro? And I was like, yeah, you know, let's do it. Took that walk instead.
0: Yeah, so let me ask you this, man. You got a very high finish rate, right? You look at your record, and it's just a submission, uh, rear naked choke, you know, rear naked choke, knockout, knockout. What do you attribute that to? Is it that you're trying to put on a good fight for the audience? Is it that you're just always naturally going for it? Is it a bit of both? Anything, uh, or is yeah, it something different?
1: I mean, no, I mean, I, I'm going out there and I'm showing up to fight. I mean, we signed up for a fight. I'm going to make a fight happen. Uh, that just coincidentally be, uh, has, ends up being extremely entertaining for everyone who's watching, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's just all it is. I just hate going to the judges. Absolutely hate going to them and um I definitely don't want to go to them ever you know I figure I just make their job super easy don't even have to judge anything I'll finish the fight myself and then I know I won one of my hands being um you know for the the hand raise ceremony because like that decision shit sucks You're, you're standing there you don't know if you won or not sometimes the judges just get shit so wrong that you you know standing there like what the hell um so yeah and don't want to do that. I'm just going to end every fight on my own accord.
0: So we fast forward now and we get to say around the time of your UFC debut, how did that come about? How did that opportunity present itself?
1: Oh, well I was on a, like a six fight win streak. I knocked out uh, Richard Leroy. Um, and he was eight and no with eight knockouts when I knocked him out. Um, and so he was on the UFC's radar as well as myself. And, um, right after that, that fight in 2018, they actually called me up and they wanted me to do a last minute replacement for Gilbert Burns at 155 because I used to fight 55. And, um, I was like the day, it was the day after I had shoulder surgery. Uh, so I, I turned it down. I was like, you know, like as much as I would love to go, you know, I'm, I'm in rehab right now. And then, um, I was in rehab for like, I, cause I messed up my hand that fight and my shoulder has been messed up at that point for like my entire, uh, fight career. Um, it's like an old football injury and, uh, yeah. So I finally got my shoulder worked on the rehab for that. My hand broke in the fight, fixed that. And then, um, took like two years of freaking rehab to get it like good enough for me to train again. And, uh, yeah they still wanted me so come around uh two years later they still they needed a last minute replacement and i hadn't been training like at all but i was like at least my body works so yeah let's 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 go let's do this yeah and then yeah yeah just snuck in there fought d-rod
0: so you're now you're in the ufc right and you know, things have been going a lot more frequently to a decision for you just so far, right? You've had two in the last three fights. What do you think is the cause of that? Is it just because of that high leap of competition? Maybe you're trying to not take as many chances? Nah, it's it's
1: because I fought D Rod uh, two years off the couch. Beasts,
0: and, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I, I fought him two years off the couch, so I didn't have that extra gear that I usually do. And then Ro was, even though it was like a year later, I, after fighting D-Rod, I, uh, tr- I was like, all right, it was in the middle of COVID too. So I like talked to my coach. I was like, our gym was closed. I was like, we got to figure out something. Cause they might call me again, you know?
0: And then he was like, all right,
1: um, we work some stuff out so I could get some work and try not to be as rusty, you know? And then, um, yeah, I got a group of guys for me to train with. And, uh, I trained solid for like two months and I was feeling super good again. But then I popped my rib, I tore my MCO, and then I got yeah. COVID. So I really only trained, like, I had two years off, fought D-Rod, trained two months, then took off, like, another, like, six months because of stupid injuries and COVID. And then literally had, like, four weeks to get ready for row. So, like, the me who fought row was wasn't much different than the me who fought d-rod as far as work and time on the mats to get anything so i was still missing a step and then you know i've done my last fight after being able to actually be like a much more polished and closer resembling the actual fighter that i am and you know i finished the guy in the second so that's just that's all it is i'm gonna keep on finishing guys
0: now what do you make of the uh that D rod fight? Obviously, it was your first UFC fight, your debut. Was there anything you expected in that fight or didn't expect?
1: Nah, I mean, it was I obviously just wanna... short notice, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I they called me Tuesday morning at 4 a.m. and said be there by 12 p.m. if you want to fight. So we jumped in the car and drove down there. Um, yeah, I mean. I, watching it now, I just realized that 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 fight was extremely winnable by me. If I was, you know, anywhere near like the way I prepared for it, the way I should have been, I think I I beat him, and um, I would love to do it again. So hopefully we get to because um, yeah, that that was a. I mean, he was better than me. He was the better fighter that night, but I don't think he's the better fighter. You know, respectfully.
0: Right. So what, was there any major changes from that fight, from that loss to now getting back on the winning track, anything you've done different in preparation?
1: I mean, I did start strength training. Um, cause I mean, that is one thing I, I mean, realistically, I, I was a 55 fiver when I fought D-Rod, I was, uh, he was just, you know, bigger than me. Um, and I felt that difference in strength, not so much when he was cracking me, more so like in the little bit of grappling exchanges that we had, you know, I was like, oh man, this guy's just kind of big. Um, and so like, yeah, now I'm strength training now, uh, cause I definitely want to stay at one seventy. So I'm going to, um, I kept on, I kept on training, uh, you know, to get bigger, faster, stronger. And, um, I definitely am now. And, um, I'm, I'm packing more of a punch, better, better grappling. So, yeah I think that was that was the biggest biggest change
0: I'm sure you've been asked this a bunch of times but you know I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about the eye injury can you talk a little bit about that when did things go south there with the eye and how did you get that fixed how do you feel now all that
1: it wasn't it wasn't an eye injury it was um just you know eye deterioration that my always needed glasses never wore them Okay. Uh, in 2018 when i was fighting like more 2016 2018 when i was fighting more frequently like i needed glasses then but um like you know i, I was making them work but somewhere in that i don't know if it's because i like i stopped i didn't train from 2018 to 2020 or whatever but like when yeah. i got back to fighting again like i really couldn't see anything like my eyes deteriorated bad in those two years yeah um like really bad uh, so yeah, I noticed that, like, I was getting hit by stuff, I couldn't, like, people were throwing me keys, and I couldn't catch them, because I couldn't tell, like, where they were in the air, like, my depth perception was really, really, really bad, Um, so, yeah, yeah, after I beat Ro, I was, like, I have a little bit of pocket change, let me go ahead and fix these things while I can, so that, yeah, that was the first thing I did after beating him, and then that took me to give me some time off right there. Um, just allowing my eyes to heal, but yeah, now I got 2020 vision with, you know, super good depth perception. So I'm chilling.
0: Yeah. And forgive me, by the way, I did mean to say eye surgery, not eye injury. So sorry about that. Nah. Um, no, no yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, what are your, you got any takeaways from your last fight, man, at UFC Vegas 53, a very impressive finish there.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I made a couple of mistakes that, uh, luckily, uh, I was able to come back from. Like, um, I just wish it would have been a little cleaner. You know, if it was, if he didn't drop me, that would have been, you know, like a way better performance on my book on my side. Like, I'd have been like, all right, a little more happy with it. But you know, he didn't. I didn't get finished, You know, I was able to, you know, just muscle memory is amazing. You know, do exactly what I'm supposed to do. Didn't let it bother me too much. Right back onto the the fight and um, able to finish him. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I was happy with it. Wish it was a little cleaner, but you know, I got the depth, so that's the most important
0: part. How do you feel now, coming out of that fight? A few weeks out, how do you feel mentally, physically?
1: Oh no, yeah, I feel I feel great. Hopefully, I can get another one in. Um, I mean, soon, maybe what is it? It's already June, huh? It's July or August, so I could get like a solid camp for it, and I know who I'm fighting. That'd be nice, and then. Hopefully one, another one after that, like in October or November, would be super dope.
0: And talking about who you're fighting next, like is there anything you would like specifically or anyone?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm not really worried about it. Uh, just whoever they want to give me. Uh, like I said, uh, the only person who I really want to fight off top is D-Rod. If I doubt they're going to give me D-Rod right away, I'm probably going to have to earn that because he's a little more. I mean, he, I think I was his second fight in the ufc and he's had like six so i mean i've had three so hopefully i can get another couple more and uh take advantage of his time off because he's not very active right now go ahead and bridge that gap so that when he's ready to come back i'll be ready for him
0: so in a perfect world if i gave you you know the perfect blueprint over the next couple of years two three years what would be the perfect blueprint for you um i mean ideally i get just off the top of your hits. head of course
1: yeah <laughs> i get i get two more i get two more this year and then um start building a little bit more hype behind me and then um maybe another two early next year and then you know like and ideally end of uh next year i'm, I'm fighting d-rod in like socal would be super amazing we're both so socal boys i'm pretty sure we'd uh be a great, I mean, a great main event, but I mean, well, I'll take, I'll take a co main spot with um, D rod and SoCal. That'd be nice.
0: Um, so obviously we're, you know, you're in a very tough division, the welterweight division. It's like a shark tank right now. How do you feel you stack up? Cause obviously you want to stay busy, right? You just said you want to fight two more times this year, if you, if possible, like, how do you feel you stack up against these guys?
1: Uh, I mean, I feel really confident with my ability to fight anybody in the division. You know, I'm not really worried about, you know, anybody, whoever they match me over with. I'll to go. I mean, like I said, uh, D-Rod got ranked. I just using D-Rod as a measuring stick, you got, I mean, and of course, styles right. make matches, right? So it's not, it's MMA, man. But if you got up to top 15... I fought him two, two, you know, four days off the couch, you know, not training in two years. So if that's top 15 material, then I mean, I'm, I'm right up there too.
0: Yeah. How do you, do you want to get a ranked guy next, even if it's not D rod, not next rather, but maybe in a couple yeah. fights a year down the line, like where you feel you are in terms of getting a ranked fight? Um.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't even really care about the rankings. The rankings are just kind of, especially like i mean sometimes people just be shoom, i don't even know how they measure rankings at all yeah um i just <laughs> just give me fights man let me give me fights let me get some finishes give me more fights i'll get more finishes Wherever they want to put me whoever they want to put in front of me is fine i know i'll get to the top eventually
0: Final question, man. I I, I got to ask you this. Since it is your division, what do you think about what's going on at the top of the division? It's a little weird now, right? Because Kamaru now was supposed to fight Leon, and then he got hurt with the hand, and then we thought we were going to get Colby Hamzat, and then it looks like that's not going to happen. What do you make of that that whole situation up there?
1: I mean, it's, it's just like I was saying right now as far as um, rankings go and stuff like that. It's, it's, I feel like anyone can beat anyone, especially when you get like, top 15, top 10, like any, like it It just, some days guys have good days. Some guys, um, sometimes people have bad days. It only takes one shot, you know? Yeah. Very minuscule mistakes can be mean anything. So, I mean, I'm not even worried about rankings or anything like that. Cause they're going to make whoever they want to fight, fight whoever they want to fight. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just kicking back, watching, enjoying the show and um, waiting for my time. Cause I'm going to be there eventually.
0: I hear that, man. We'll be here to see it. Um, Listen, man, thank you for joining the show. Uh, It's been a pleasure and we'll be rooting for you in the future.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thank
0: you.